0: Namaste, and welcome to Kidacity, where we can share, learn, and have fun together. I'm your host, Samar Chittam, and this is the season finale episode, 30 of 2020. Merry Christmas, everyone. The six-day stretch between Christmas and New Year is very exciting for everyone. This six-day stretch this year is not like all the others'. A lot of countries have banned Christmas and New Year parties because of the virus. In UK, they have identified a new strain of COVID-19 that spreads faster than normal COVID. I remember when 2020 was starting and 2019 was ending. There were huge parties, but we all have to say goodbye to 2020 in our own small way. I hope 2021 takes us back to our normal way of living again. I also want to share one personal news with all of you. Kidacity and I were featured in two leading Indian newspapers this week. Getting interviewed was a little weird at first, but when I saw my photo in the newspaper, I was thrilled. A big thank you to all of you for encouraging me. Welcome to Discover Yoga. Yoga is an ancient Indian system, which is the practice of bringing balance to our body, mind and soul. This week, we are doing a quick recap of all the concepts we discussed in this season. Yoga, as we all know, by now is not just about us and our exercises. It is much more than that. Sage Patanjali is credited with documenting yoga principles and philosophies in his Yoga Sutras. The Yamas guide us on the way to live in a society. There are five Yamas which are ahimsa or non-violence, satya or truth, asteya or non-stealing, aparigraha or non-holding, and brahmacharya or conservation of energy. Niyamas guide us on how to be peaceful with ourselves. There are five niyamas, which are shacha or cleanliness, santosha or contentment, tapas or intense practice, swadhyaya or self-learning, and Ishvara pranidhana or praying to a higher being. Once we understood how to conduct ourselves in a group, society, or with ourselves, we discussed the most visible part of yoga, which is asanas or postures. Asanas are performed to prepare our body to sit for a long time for dhyana or meditation. Breathing is a very important part of asana practice and the ultimate objective of any asana is to be able to stay balanced and comfortable while breathing normally. Remember the yoga sutra about this, stiram sukham asanam. Once our bodies are well conditioned to asana, we condition or balance our breath to the practice of pranayama. There are various kinds of pranayamas, such as Nadi shodana or Brahmari. Next, we discuss the concept of dharana or focus. This is a step before meditation and involves focusing our mind on one object. I hope all of you are practicing at least a couple of rounds of Surya Namaskara and have tried your first yoga nidra session as well. I have received some great feedback on my Discover Yoga segment and will continue this segment in our next season as well. It's now time for some good news. As all of you know, Japan is one of my favorite countries in the world. But there's one very peculiar Christmas tradition in Japan. It's KFC for Christmas! Christmas! KFC first came to Japan in 1970, just around the time that most other American companies were opening up there. KFC launched the Kentucky for Christmas campaign in 1974, and many people started buying KFC for Christmas because of the holiday specials and much more. Japan Airlines also teamed up with KFC to start an airline company called Air Kentucky Fried Chicken that only runs in the holiday season. Frenchman Romain van den created a world record for sitting the longest time in ice cubes. He sat for 2 hours and 35 minutes, breaking the world record of 40 minutes in the French town of Warloss. He did this so he could help children with childhood cancer. He trained to overcome human limits by putting himself in the state of daydreaming. On December 21st, Jupiter and Saturn, two of the biggest planets in the solar system, came in a straight line with one behind the other. The last time this happened was in 1623, almost 400 years ago. Now you may ask, what's so special about this phenomenon? Each year, Saturn completes about 12 degrees of its orbit around the Sun, whereas Jupiter completes about 30 degrees. Therefore, in one year, Jupiter closes the gap between itself and Saturn by about 18 degrees. It's okay if you didn't understand this it because it's a little complicated. That is also the this week's good news. Are you ready for your virtual vacation? Get your backpack Sunglasses, water bottle and say hello to one country, ten amazing things. This week we are talking about the country that is home to Tuesday Eiffel. not watching croissants, the Mona Lisa, the Notre Dame and Pahi. Any guesses? Bonjour, it's France! France is located in northeastern Europe. Its currency is the Euro. The official language is French. We will learn more about this beautiful country with my interview with Miss Ira.
1: Bonjour, Miss Ira. How are you? Bonjour. Everything is going really well. Thank you for asking. Can you please introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Ira uh, and um, I am originally from Belarus But I lived in a couple of different countries, including France, uh, United States, and I'm living in India and teaching French as a second language.
0: So, the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of France is the Eiffel Tower. Can you please tell us more about
1: this, about the history of this marvelous structure? Of course. So, actually, the Eiffel Tower uh, was built to kind of like commemorate uh, the 10th, uh, 100th anniversary of French Revolution. Okay, uh, because the big, huge event happened in 1789, uh, French Revolution, and impacted the world and France history hugely. So, uh, to, in, to commemorate, France decided to host a World's Fair. And it initially was supposed to be very contemporary, actually. Um, so, they started to build, and it took them about two years, and I think two years, two months, and five days to build this Eiffel Tower. Actually, we talk about Eiffel Tower, And we talk about Gustave Gustave Eiffel, who is the major uh, architect for this tower. But to be honest, the whole construction and idea actually comes to another two different senior engineers of his company. Okay, so Maurice Koechlin, I don't, uh, I it's going to be difficult for me to pronounce them in English, and Émile Nouguier. Okay. So, and initially, actually, to be honest, uh, Gustave Eiffel, when he saw the, um, um, the drawings, he rejected the whole idea of Eiffel Tower. But then they started to collaborate a little bit more. And finally, they determined that this is going to be the tower. And uh, the other thing, actually, quite uh, thing, as I said, that it was supposed to be temporary. Uh, But Gustave Eiffel really did not want to take this uh, construction down. So they came up with an idea that it actually, they found that Eiffel Tower can be a very good uh, help for wireless telegram transmission. And this is how we still have this Eiffel Tower today with us. (laughs) <laughs> so that's really interesting to know that
0: it wasn't actually meant for to be intentionally there for the longest time, and you know it wasn't intended to be a tourist spot, which is which it is today. So it has an amazing history.
1: Not at all, actually. People, some of the people hated this uh, Eiffel Tower and hated this construction, including the intelligence in France. Uh, But slowly, slowly, it's become really, really worldwide attraction. Mm -hmm. So France is also getting a lot of economical growth because of the Eiffel Tower. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's beautiful, actually, as a construction, right? Mm -hmm. And the next question is, what is the schooling system like in France? Okay so school system in france actually is divided to different cycles we have uh five cycles in in total the first cycle is actually the uh, kindergarten what we called in uh, india sometimes or reception right so we have uh l'école maternelle what what we called okay and the kids start the école okay, usually once they turn 3 years old okay so in the cycle a first cycle last three um the uh, three years. Okay, so we have small ones, medium, and grand, grand section, what we call. Then after that, we go to the first grade, we start another cycle, cycle two, and will be grade one, two, and three. Then after that, cycle three is for grade four, five, and six. Uh, cycle four starts five or three. Uh oh, sorry, seven, seven, eight, nine. And after that, to, uh, we end with cycle one or terminal, what we called. All right. Funny thing, actually, about the system in education in France. First of all, is uh, primary school is not we can't we don't call them grade one, two, three, four. We call they have names for that. All right. Like for example, first grade it's called cours préparatoire, like prep, uh, preparation class, kind of. Okay and then another thing also starting grade 6 in uh, like middle school in um english or american education right um in france we actually call it college mm-hmm. so when we talk about college uh in france we don't we don't talk about higher sc- after school education right higher uh, establishment we talk about uh middle school mm-hmm.
0: So, also one thing is that I remember when um, in French class, one day we had um, that day, it was the French festival where they put a toy in the cake,
1: right? And then right.
0: someone had to cut it open. So, And then I got the crown for that day.
1: Yes, that was the Epiphany. We were celebrating Epiphany. Yes, we were celebrating with the cake, what we call the uh, la, la Galette des Rois. The King's Cake, right? Mm-hmm.
0: So, is this also celebrated in the French schools? Um,
1: actually, it around the world. If, uh, yeah, why not? It's mainly celebrated in France, I would say, uh, because French is widely spoken in around the world, right? But mm-hmm. this festival is mostly comes to, uh, is celebrated in France, in particular, in France. Uh, there is similar uh, festival is celebrated also in Spain. I know in Mexico and Latin American countries because it's the uh, it's one of the religious holidays, Christian holidays. Uh, but out of, after that, it's up to the teacher also to teach you about the culture. Right. So because language is not just only language on its own. You can't separate language and culture.
0: hmm. So yeah, so that's good to know that you know the French schooling system is
1: real a little complicated. <laughs> it's a little bit complicated, when once you get uh, get too used to it, it's actually quite easy to remember. And the other thing also, you know, it's a, f- a funky thing because we're not calling grade six, seven, eight, nine. We're going actually backwards. We're calling sixth, fifth, fourth, third, second, first, and the last class is terminal.
0: So that's really funny. That friend the French schooling system is, you know, a little fun. Yeah. So the third question is: what's France's national sport? And are there are any pastimes that are done? Are they are there any pastimes that are only done in France?
1: Uh Okay, the sport, right? We're talking about sport. I think the national sport would be football. I think for French people they are very, very passionate about football. Um, it's played quite everywhere. Though French are not just only good at football. Okay, they also good at different other different sports like tennis, um, figure skating that I can think of immediately right now. Right. Um, I was thinking actually about one of the activity that they do uh, and never um, in any other country of the world, maybe they don't play. There is one game that actually was originated in France and we call it petonque, okay? It's actually a game played with balls and a small ball, all right? The idea is actually you have to score by moving all the balls towards the target small ball. and uh, or another way of trying to hit the opponents and move them really away from the uh, from the target ball, right? So when at the end of the game, when everybody, uh, every member of the team uh, threw their balls, then we measure the distance between the balls of the one team and another towards the target. So who the closest to the target uh, wins the round. And uh, in south of France, in Provence, you can find a lot of people actually play in this game. Now, of course, it's become actually kind of a national sport as well.
0: So this is also pretty similar to one sport that I saw in the Maldives when I went there. It's called Butcher Ball. So there's a small ball and and then you have to show the balls towards that ball, like the bigger balls. And whoever... Um, Whoever is the closest to the ball, they get a point and then whoever gets the most points in the end wins. So, I think it's called ball, but I'm not sure.
1: It's called actually boche also, exactly what you're calling, but boche balls are slightly bigger compared to French pétanque. Yeah, and, they're like this big. Yeah, this one, this one is, they are quite heavy also and boche balls are also quite heavy, right? So, but they are slightly bigger than regular. They are regular petanque balls.
0: Mm-hmm, so this is good to know that France has a few different sports, you know. Yes. And the fourth question is, when we think of French food, we think of the wonderful croissant, crabs, bread, and many more. What is the most popular French food?
1: The most popular French food? You know, like, I, I, it's quite very, it's very actually difficult to say. Because uh, what you named are very popular food and very famous. Like if I talk about immediately to the person about crepes, right? We immediately think about crepes in France, right? And funny thing that croissants actually, they're not originally fra- originated in France. They were originated in, uh, in Austria, that's what why in France, in French, we call them viennoiserie because they came from Vienna. Uh, but other than that, French has so many different regions. And if you go to different regions, their staple food or their uh, type of food will be different. Uh, for example, crepes are very popular in uh, Bretagne, in Brittany, uh, and the, there is a special... Cakes of uh, with buckwheat, okay. That are, it's actually crepes, but they're made of buckwheat flour, and they it's their speciality there. When you come to south of France, you will have you will find a lot of Mediterranean cuisine and a lot of seafood there. For example, they have in uh, south of France they have a very popular soup, bouillabaisse and it's a fish a seafood not just only fish it's a really seafood soup okay so when you move in france you will find different type of cuisine in alsace for example it will be sauerkraut with uh, sausages a lot because they're closer to uh, germany and they have very a lot of similarities with them but i think you know uh, ratatouille can be also one of the most famous dish uh, french dish they have also soup onion soup that is widely served at the different restaurants across the world right and french cuisine has a lot of finesse into that it's a fine one of the finest cuisines of the world
0: so um ratatouille there's also a movie called ratatouille which is very popular yeah so it's like that and also it's it's not that um france has only one cuisine but it has like multiple different cuisines for different parts like exactly. in like in the south of india you have dosa and the north you have paratha so it's like india
1: absolutely absolutely you can definitely compare that to uh, with that and then don't forget there is also a, f- a food any any cuisine right it can be uh f- it can be fine cuisine and french people are very good at uh, having like very fine haute cuisine that we call right and of course it's it's very different from what people eat at the same uh, everyday basis
0: french is spoken everywhere across the world from canada to australia can you mm-hmm. please explain how french spread across the world
1: I think mostly actually French is uh spreaded across the world because of the uh col- because of its colonies okay during the colonial time french had a lot of colonies around the world including in, for example Quebec that was a, a canadian french colony for around uh 200 years uh yeah 200 years um uh, and there is African continent, for example, where is widely spoken, French is widely spoken. It started, uh, it was like a second wave of, of colonialism uh, also were coming from France. So uh, colonialism is one of the things. And another thing also that uh, probably helped French to spread its, its influence. French uh, has become very influential because of the kingdom of France. Um, and uh, it kind of displaced the Latin, lingua franca, uh, with French language. So French has become um, the language of education and the language of diplomacy. This is even with English, for example, right? We have in English, we have a lot of French words, and especially when we talk about government, it's all French words. It's once again. It's because of the uh, political uh, political conquest. Yeah, yeah.
0: So there are a lot of French
1: colonies across the world, right? Not anymore, of course. All of these colonies right now do not exist. But actually, French government they still promote French language and French culture even there. That's why, in for example, in Pondicherry. Lycée Francais is actually, it was, uh, it was the first French school established in India, and uh, it, um, they trying to promote as much as they can French culture. The same thing happens in the African co- continent. And of course, in African continent right now, French is actually their second official language.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, but also there are a lot of immigrants now, so there are French people across the world, so are other cultures, like, many people are across the world. They're, like, scattered around.
1: Yes, absolutely. That's also it happens, definitely. What is one thing the world can learn from France? Okay, I think we've learned a lot of things from France. Starting from especially, of course, uh, I would say French Revolution, because it's, it brought us a very different in- side of, of uh, democracy on its own. Right. Um, and there are a lot of other things, of course, that we keep learning because French people, they have a lot of inventions uh, like um, postcards, for example, post office. Right. Or um, TV, TV. Uh, Movies, right? It's also coming from France, Les Frères Lumière. Uh, We've learned so much already, but what I'm thinking actually, uh, one of the things that French people love is food. Okay, we spoke right now about food, but I think they give actually uh, for them to get together and share food all together, not just only quickly grab something on the go. It's very important. A lot of times, like during the day, uh, for people go out for lunch and they don't spend uh, just only 30 minutes for lunch. They like to have larger uh, lunch. They spend the time, they don't rush anywhere. And and so, for me, it's, I think it's very, uh, it's a very good habit because you do not rush your food, which is also important for your health. Another thing, what I also think, it's how they, Take the life on its uh, itself. Okay, uh, in France, I found it very interesting that Sa- Sunday, for example, it's one of the days where the most places are closed. And why is that? Is for I mean, before Sunday, of course, it was a church day, so people would go for uh, to the church. Nowadays, it's still a habit because people can have some time for themselves. They can have uh, they can spend time with there also family. I think this is uh, something that is quite important in life. Don't you think so?
0: Mm -hmm. That's that's really important that, you know, you shouldn't rush down on your food and you should take time and enjoy what you're eating. Exactly. And you should also take time out for family. And yeah, you should not work on Sundays. Um, So that's a
1: good habit that French people have and somehow they you know like somehow they bring the balance there is yep. a balance in they life between the balance. yeah
0: um, they bring the balance between work family food and everything exactly exactly so the seventh question is you have you experience living in many countries and but which country do you like the best and how are they different from each other
1: Okay, so, so far I grew up in Belarus, right? Then I moved to France. I lived in the United States and I came to India. India is my fourth country where I live. Uh, You know what, actually, there is no, uh, I can't say which is the best place because every place has its own advantages and disadvantages, You always think the grass is greener on the other side, but in reality, we all struggle with the very similar, um, with the same problems, similar issues, and uh, uh, similar obstacles, okay? We solve the same uh, problems, actually. I think uh, each each country teaches you something i've never worked for example in belarus uh i worked i started my adult life in france and united states and continued in india so it's very difficult for me to refer to how is to live in belarus because i was there with my parents right uh, each country has its own uh culture of course has its own history uh, Belarus has a huge history and it's very cultural uh, influenced people. okay I grew up with the theater, with music, with the dance, uh, all around surrounding all around me. In France, I kind of continued the same way, the same path. I like how French people they they are very cultivated people. So they like to go to the theaters. They like to go outside. They like to spend time with their friends. Um, and what I think is, think is very important. Uh, United States is a little bit different, actually, because its life is, can be simpler there. But you have to work there to maintain the simplicity of your life. Com- the comfort of your life. Okay. And in India, uh, India has colors, I think. It has its own diversity, which is beautiful in its own. You should not say like, you should not um, think that one country is better than the other because
0: in the end, they are, they're all the same. You, the size doesn't matter. Their size may be smaller or bigger, so it doesn't matter. Just they're all the same.
1: You know, I think what you, uh, the, another thing also is uh, people around you. Okay, and how you are, how is your person, how you are. If you are, uh, surround yourself with good people, life is everywhere around the world. You will find, you will be comfortable. So you should be open to everybody who enters your life. That is how my motto.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's a really good motto. And that's a, a good thing to follow. You should be open to mm-hmm. everything
1: and everybody around you. Yes. So thank you, Masira. You're more than welcome. Thank you for having me. I've never done the podcast, so you're the first one. Yay! Ava, Ava, Bunda We are at the end of the show, and I want to leave
0: you with some interesting facts that I bet you didn't know about Christmas. Did you know that Christmas trees were first used by Romans and Egyptians? And Santa Claus was known as Sinterklaas in Dutch. And finally, Santa Claus did not always dress up in red clothes. I will be back with Season 3 next year in 2021. Wishing you all a very happy 2021. And Jay Hint from Kidacity.